The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy, your middlest brother. This is your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. I don't know what the intro is going to be. It's Travis's idea. Can you sense the hesitation in my voice and my youngest brother's voice? Because this is the source. Uh, 10 seconds before we start recording, Travis said, I've got the intro. It's not timely. It's just something I've been thinking about. Yeah. So we're, we have now officially this way we have an opener for my brother, my brother and me, and it's new experiential stand-up comedian Travis McElroy with just sort of his twisted view on things. Is it I mean, a is it a movie pitch, Travis? Because you legally have no. to tell me, or it's fucking entrapment. No. This is so. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna say the broad scope of the intro is we can give some uh, cooking advice because this is an advice show or give advice. And I would say the three of us are grown adults who often do cooking and we may give cooking advice. But the thing that directly inspired this is shortly before we began recording, I discovered that uh, dry aged beef is just old meat, just old. Meat. So this was yes. it, and you thought you had that thought that entered your brain, as so many thoughts do all the time. Uh huh. And you thought, I want to talk about old beef. That's old beef, a rich vein, old beef for my I boys. I want to talk about old beef. Here, when you go into a fancy restaurant and they right. say this is like six week dry aged beef, you think, ooh, fancy schmancy. But that just means like we put this beef in the refrigerator and we forgot about it for a month and a half, and now we're charging you thirty dollars extra to eat it. I, uh, uh, if you guys remember Derek Fitzpatrick. His parents had, uh, they were, his mom was dry aging some beef down in the basement. Yeah. And I can remember being very confused by seeing that, this big hunk of meat just hanging from the ceiling. Right? Did you, were you tempted to punch it like Rocky? Oh, uh, it, was, it was pretty high up there. Oh, so no. Ugh. But it's, it's just, it is really weird how some food can be old and we say it is, makes us sick. Ugh. And other times the food can be old and we say it's delicious. Ugh. Oh. Griffin, do you have thoughts about old beef? Hold on, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Ah, I busted my gut, and it's, <laughs> it's fucking killing me. The pain's really bad. <laughs> my, I busted my gut talking about old beef. Oh, oh. I need doctor. Tuck it back together. <laughs> Justin, gets, Justin, gets Sydney oh, my brother. Justin, I'm just saying it's OB. We like to call it dry. <laughs> if, I said, if I said, "Here's some dry aged oh. milk," oh my god! What if I said dry aged milk, Griffin? Justin, get Sydney. Justin, get Sydney. Justin, get Or like some dry aged chicken. It's some dry aged oh. fish. Shame 
on me. I mean, let me say, shame on me. Because I was trying to help Travis carry on. But he was like, um, you know how with the magic trick, there's the pledge and the turn and the prestige? Yeah. Travis was uh. just stuck in the pledge of comedy. He yeah. was just saying, do you see this dove? Is everybody see the dove? Let's talk about this I have dove. A dove. Does everybody wild. see this dove? I have. Well, okay. The mistake I made is is it's a it's if a magician Let's go behind the bit. Yes, if a magician um decided that their act was going to be heavily dependent on audience interaction, so it's like if the magician said, "See this dove? What are you gonna do with it?" Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't right. so much have a prestige in mind when I thought about OB. I'm gonna I'm let just... my brother hold this dove and see if he does anything funny with hey, it. You take this. It's your dove now. You have to pay for dove food. <laughs> and then Griffin's yelling from the audience, "Doves are bullshit." Uh, a dove's attacking me and my kids. You guys don't want to talk about old beef? But it's not supposed to be. Travis, you got to have a funny thought about well, it. I mean, we you can talk about soup but that's just wet beef. It's not even observational humor, Travis. It's just observation. observation. Yeah. But, you know, sometime, somewhere in there, we can find, we often find the funny in things that what others might call mundane, and we make them fundane. <laughs> but that's your job. You yeah. should have found some of the funny before you came to the table. Well, listen, I can't always do all the work, Justin. Sometimes I need you and Griffin to pick up the slack. You can't do any of the work. Well, I, <laughs> I, I planted the seed, and I need you to water it and you sunshine down nothing. on it. Oh you planted nothing. You told me that they sell seeds at Lowe's and then ran down an yeah. alley. That's you more than nothing. some people do. I expected you, my older brother, who's always been there for me, to then go buy the seeds and then help me grow the wheat and then help Travis, me bake the bread. You have just pushed us off of a bridge uh -huh. And while we're falling, you are yelling down at our bodies. <laughs> You're not there for me right now. Yeah. I I threw you off expecting you to fly, baby bird. And you were too afraid to spread your wings and talk about old beef. This, why this are you so, hey, why are you so scared, Griffin? I was ready to take the leap. By which I mean push you. Push me off to my death. Yeah. Well, but the, I guess the difference is I jumped too, but I knew there was no cord. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think I told you, don't look, but there's a cord. But wait, what's that? Oh, I'm wearing a wingsuit. Now I just flew through an open window on a big boat. And I what is that? There. But what is that a metaphor for in this scenario? It's not a metaphor. It's a cool fucking stunt. That is a cool stunt. Thanks, Travis man. Pastrana. He's right. So uh, uh, this is an yeah. advice show oh. that we have never begun well. Old but beef. A fixed amount of time has passed that we can call an introduction, and now the the real the real beef of the show, cold open, more unveiled. like cold cuts. You can't harken back to something that didn't work. Yeah, the um, first time when you call you back when you call back course. to a bad joke, it's uh -huh. just a shame reminder. Then it's a deep cut instead of a cold cut. Justin, hurry, please, God. Huh, no, now I see how this is intriguing. Okay. <laughs> so, <I'm good. laughs> so some forks are better than others, right? But every time I eat, I need a fork I like to eat with. Would it be too weird to just start carrying my own fork everywhere I go? That's from Jensen at Edinburgh. That's fucking great. That's great. This should be it. This should be it, folks. Yeah. I, I love feel like this, this. might have... Isn't this something people used to do? Like, I could see, like, an 18th century, you know, dandy popping open some kind of, like, you know, uh, like, fur-lined case and, and, yes. and, and you know, drawing out their favorite gilded fork. That yeah. definitely seems like something. Their heroin fork. Well, yes. 
I, we're all going to have to start doing this with straws, right? Yes. So we might as well get because paper straws. By the way, everybody, we all talked about it, and paper straws are the fuck. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. They are absolutely non-functional as both, a, like, as a straw. And as a, a product to save the earth, because yes. I don't want to use them. They are yeah. nothing. That no nobody is doing the paper straws. They're yes, they're, much they're like not- a, when you microwave a breaded product, you have about thirty seconds to use the thing before it goes yes. completely bad. Right. <clears throat> those, so those are pointless. So we all need to carry our own um, uh, straws. And I think once we've made that leap, we might as well. Just go ahead and start carrying a, a whole set, right? Yeah, our right. own private forks, oh. our own private cleaning sort of solutions. A, a knife, a knife. Well, that's not a knife. Uh, fork. Wait, what's it? What? It, hold on, Travis says. Oh, that that's a knife. Thank you. Travis. Yes, this is a. Uh, sorry, I, I had to find my knife. Uh, I left it in my <laughs> other pants. Travis is wrestling too. Oh, can you imagine if you rolled up to go, like, all your friends went out to eat, and they all pull out their forks, and you realize you left your fork at home? Oh, oh, no food for you. You eat with your hands, you sloppy boy. Oh, but then the other side of that is they pull out their forks, and you pull out your fork, and it's like a new cool, like, you bought it at, you know, Journey's. That's an awesome fork, my dude. Oh my Eggs, god, dude. Travis! What a pull that was, Travis! You're <laughs> on fucking fire, my man. Thanks. With, uh, I, I was thinking about fossil watches, and it made me think of journeys. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, the do we agree with the premise of the question that cutlery choice is important? Oh yes, because I have probably thrown away more plastic forks. Then the earth is jazzed about because I just, <laughs> I just can't do it. I have a fit. People hand me a plastic fork and I'm talking about the cheap ones. You can get a good one, uh, good plastic fork, obviously, but like a bad plastic fork. I have a fixed number of meals on this earth right. that I get. I'm not going to sully one with a terrible fork. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, mean- I think that it's important. Uh, I have I have forks at my house, guys. I'm going to tell you this. Oh, brag. I have forks at my house. No, 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 no. This is shameful. Oh. I have forks at my house. They're too small. <laughs> And I don't like them. They're too small oh, yeah. for eating things really well. And I hate these forks. And I just keep shuffling them to the bottom of the right. silverware drawer as I dig for my choice, my choice crew. Well, when I bought the set of silverware that we got, it came with like big fork and like, I guess, small or regular size fork and like big spoon and regular spoon. I don't use those little spoons and those little forks. I don't have time for that. Anybody- I need to maximize bites. I have, and I feel like everybody has those those shame instruments that Justin has alluded to that I don't know where the fuck, I got my boys, I got my butter boys, which is what I call my butter knives that I go to when I need mm-hmm. something to get buttered. Yes. But then at the bottom beneath them, almost like they're trying to hide them from me, there's like three or four butter, butter buddies that I don't know where the fuck they came from. I got a little one that looks like it's made out of like tiger bone or something. I don't know where the fuck I got that. Oh yeah, I got one fork out of all of my silverware that does not match, everything else matches. This one fork does not match. It is whatever the opposite of ergonomically designed, like it it injures my hand to hold it. Oh, and yet God. I feel like everybody in their silverware drawer has like a li- that, that like weirdly fancy fork mm-hmm. that you don't know how it got in there. Yep. Like what's with this, this is the beautiful design and the imprint 
This fork is very ornate, the one I'm describing. So ornate, in fact, that it is difficult to hold on to. There's no, it's weird. There's no, where do you grip it? Where do you hold it that it doesn't feel weird? And so when that fork comes up in the rotation, this is, you know, like your laundry day fork. Like, I'm so sad. Sometimes I'll just, like, eat my salad with a knife, like Eric the Red or some shit, you know? That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Could we do I like doing that, too. I stab the stab the bite of steak and then eat it that Arr. way. Like, oh, I like that, too. You know, sometimes I, uh, uh, sometimes I like to eat an apple like that, just cutting slices right off oh, yeah. of the apple and eating them, and I pretend I'm sitting on a log. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe on a spaceship. Telling stories about some kind of space war. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can we fucking? Can we just eat with tuning fork? Mm-hmm. And everybody carries around tuning fork of a note that they like. I would go with standard A four forty. Just and every time I take a bite of my spaghetti, I give them a little. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I like that. Oh. Since my baby left me. <laughs> um, uh, I I I I wish that we had could all just do the spork, uh, which is my hit new dance. <laughs> kids love. I wish we could just get on board with the spork. The, the, the spork doesn't go far enough. Let me hit you guys with this. Okay. Spork handle sharp. A sporf, if you will. It's <laughs> all three. Sporf. The sporf has a sharp handle uh-huh. that you can use to cut things with. Now, how do you? you I know that that's hard because you can't stab them with your fork to cut them like you do usually. So you need two sporfs. Oh. Yeah, right. Okay. You're with me now. Two sporfs. <laughs> but the problem with that arrangement is. There's no problem. No, there's a problem with that arrangement. The problem it could Hold be. Hold on. I'm spinning around a blackboard. Okay. As you can see. Here's the problem is that arrangement can leave me with a, a two other less than ideal options, which is two spoons, which makes me look like a yummy child. Bring me the yogurt. Bring me the yogurt. I want to make a big mess. And the other option is two knives, which is not how you eat anything. I've just tossed an entire bucket of water on my chalkboard. All my years of work are ruined. You're right, Griffin. <laughs> no, no, no. Griffin's wrong. Let me tell no, you. No, it's too late. My work is gone. Let me tell you what I like about the sporf. I'm going to the quad to clear my head. You see, the spork is already an incredibly inconvenient utensil. And what you've done is said, I think I can make it more inconvenient. And I did. Listen, there's something about that that I really respect. I will not use it, but I will put it into some kind of museum so that people can look at it in 200 years and say, oh, what could have been? You know what I mean? Mm. If the amount of work Justin had put towards the sporf, if he had put that towards something like world hunger, think about how how much better the world would be instead of run by evil rhinos like it is now. Do you ever think that, you ever see like the old timey stuff people used to use? Like, you know, we used to have like a thousand forks, right? Uh Uh-huh. We used to have like a celery fork and stuff like that. Things got out of control for a little bit. Um, They one time made a knife that had a divot down the middle so you could put peas in it. What's up? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. Do you think the old-timey people ever made up diagrams and stuff like that just to try to trick us today? Like, oh, they're going to think we actually use this stuff. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. But that's assume- the thing is they put these things in museums, and it was like one person. They are like, oh, that guy and his weird spoons. <laughs> like Maybe the Wright brothers made the whole thing up, and they're like, look at look at this stupid picture we made. It's just a paper. It's a paper in sticks. It didn't fly. What are you talking about? <laughs> I assume nine ink. I assume 90% of recorded history is just pranks. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Ab- Except the moon landing. No. That happened. That right. did happen. It happened too seriously, in fact. People kept saying, hey, can we lighten it up a little? 
Here's from Yahoo, sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thanks, Graham. It's from Yahoo Answers user Tina, who asks, Why do people name their kid Ryan? Yes. Mm. Now, this is not to knock our Ryan. We have, where my Ryans are at. Uh-huh. Because I love, I love Ryans. Ryans I know, are I have lots of clear. friends who are Ryans. Love a Ryan. I love a good Ryan. But why are people naming kids this? Right. It's already been done. There's mm-hmm. been a Ryan, and we've talked about how names should be unique, like Xbox Live Gamer Tags. Yes. But I, and so I don't necessarily want to go down that road again, but like, what is it about the baby and you see them and you say, oh, that's a Ryan. And I try to do uh, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Suddenly we're stargazing. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, it's fun. Because it sounds like we have said, oh, Ryan. Oh, kind of Justin. Fun. Another great goof. Put it put it up in the record books. Um, I'm going to delist some Ryans. Oh, okay. Justin's going to get rid of some Ryans so we can make room for generation. Okay, I'm going to delist some Ryans. Okay. I want to run through some Ryans and y'all tell me if they get to stay Ryan. Okay. Okay. Ryan Gosling. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. No, you know what? I'm actually going to say no because I think he could he could take on another name. He could be a Ryan Damn. by another name. Damn. And we'd be like. Yes. <laughs> Damien Adult Duck. Yes. Danlin Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Travis, what do you think about Ryan Reynolds? Can he stay Ryan? Oh, the alliteration. It's got to stay Ryan. But it could right? also just be Ron Reynolds. Nope, that's not Roman Reynolds. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, now we're talking. Jack Reynolds. No, see, Deadpool sounds... 2 starring Jack Reynolds. Maybe just call him Deadpool from now on. That's great. That's, That's good. how everyone sees him. Ryan Lochte? Fucking get him out of Yeah, D-list. <laughs> we'll just call him Ryan Fuckty from now on. Now wait, Travis, you've stripped him of his last name. That yes. doesn't make any sense. How about Fuck Fuckty? A lot of fucking busted Ryans A lot of bust-ass Ryans, yeah. Hey, Nolan Ryan? I don't know if you count, but are you cool? I, I don't even know. This is what, there needs to be something. You know how in RPGs you can like spend a certain amount of thing to like respect your character? Oh. I think everyone should get that, like, change your first name once. Well, anybody, it's super easy. You can do that. I, I guess, yeah, I guess that is the thing. I imagine that the, the, uh, anybody can and should change their name if they if that's if that's what they want to do. But it should be like Travis is suggesting: you fucking go to naming way, and now you're now you have a new name. It should or be you just go to like name dot com. There should you be an type app. in three things, right? If tomorrow somebody with the first name Travis does something super heinous, oh yeah. Right. right. Then yeah, maybe you don't like, want to be a Travis for Ooh, I don't want to be a Travis. Or maybe you don't want to be a Travis for a little bit. It's right. getting a little hot in this name. Oh, just this like- name's <laughs> getting getting his name's getting a little hot for me. I think we're gonna let it cool off a little bit with a Dylan. I'm gonna head on over to Dylan and let Travis yes. cool off of it. Just like you can hold your mail if you're gonna be out of town for a while, I should be able to hold my name. Just hold the Travis. Yeah, I'm not a Travis for uh I'm gonna say from Tuesday to next Thursday. I'm going to be uh, Eric for a while. Just a nice, Ooh, low, cool, under, under the radar Eric. Nah, you don't want to be Eric. No, how yeah. about I'm going to be a Justin for a while. 
Now we're talking. Oh, you're welcome. There's room over here. Well, I'll be honest. Timberlake took a lot of the oxygen oh, out of the room. Okay. Uh, it used to be a pretty chill scene, but Timberlake took a lot of the oxygen. I'm going to take Griffin then, but with an E. Now, see, you want to be careful about that. Phonetically, it's still the same. And I was on fucking Easy Street until in like the same year, Harry Potter and Family Guy came out at the oh. same at the same damn time. Oh, oh boy, that's rough. A month ago, my friend came to me and asked me to write music for his lyrics so we could record an album together. God, I miss being young. No one will ever do that for me. Do you know that? Well, I'm 38 years old. It's never going to happen. I agreed to help. And a month ago, we went into the studio to record a demo with the band. Oh, can you imagine hanging out with a band? Just being able to leave your house and go over to hang out with a band? Can you fucking... And they discovered something tragic. My friend can't sing. He has some nice tonal qualities, but is consistently off pitch and off rhythm. He refuses to let someone else sing the songs. What do I do? How do I save all of our hard work? We record in a month. Please help. That's from The Edge. (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) That's fucking wild and mean. It's wild and mean, The Edge. Hate. (laughs) It's really nasty, The Edge. Listen. I, yeah, I don't. That's question, the problem. I am. Question it asker. Sound good. Yeah, we don't. I don't want to. We try not to be mad at the question asker. We're trying to really know hard. When your friend came to you and said, "Write music for my lyrics to join a band," there wasn't a moment where you thought, "I should find out if my friend can sing." Like now, Travis. Now, yeah? Travis. I want you to walk a mile in those shoes, and your friend has just come to you saying, "Like here's some badass lyrics. I want you to write some music for it." And then you say to them, first you must, first, first you must sing to me so I may steal your voice with my sea witch magic. First, whoa, hold on, buddy, my best friend since middle school. Sing for me first. I don't want to sign up for some shitty singer. Listen, I understand what you're saying and I wouldn't do it, but now I'm thinking, like, I don't know, if somebody came to you and said, hey, let's form a band, I'll play guitar and you play keyboard and then you got together and you're like, oh, I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> like, you would probably ask if they knew how to play guitar, right? Oh, but so, this is a uh, special case because lo- if you you know whether or not you can play guitar. Oh, yes. right. you, your, you. yes. Your singing ability is only revealed to you when you try to when you are at a party and somebody passes you the microphone while you're playing rock band and you get like a fucking 41% on suffragette city and you're like oh shit maybe yeah. i can't sing ah beans thanks harmonics and harmonics is like we got you you suck shit <laughs> but now you know uh maybe this is a situation where maybe it's kind of like the whole steady swap you know what I'm saying no. about the Hold Steady? Okay, I think anybody who's ever listened to the Hold Steady and known that they're a pre-existing and well-liked band, the very first time they heard the guy <laughs> sing, were like, well, this isn't right. This certainly isn't right. But then you listen enough and it's like, okay, I think I actually do like this. I've acquired a taste for this vocalist's thing. Mm. And it matches their music perfectly and it makes perfect sense and I'm way into it. But the first time I heard it, I thought there's been a clerical error yes. in Music City. My MP3 at the Music City Hall. My MP3 got corrupted. But I, somehow there's been an MP3 corruption at some point in the pipeline. I would also say the counterpoint question asker. 
you might be missing an opportunity here because a great example of this is like Kings of Leon, where the first couple mm. albums of Kings of Leon I absolutely adore, and then the lead singer started taking vocal lessons and improving oh, his voice. Oh, you like that mm. raw shit? I do. I don't Not care. That old beef. I, listen, it's fine. It's just a completely different sound that is very different. So maybe what your friend is offering is a unique kind of sound. Not good, but mm. unique, right? You don't want polish, you want grit. Could get better. It's all about the potential. Bob Dylan, yes. you know, stopped the Vietnam War with his bad voice. Uh-huh. And but then, yes. but then he picked up that fucking axe. He picked up that, he plugged that shit in and really started shredding. And what did his voice do? It got much worse even still. Worse than people mm. thought that even could be. But people seem to like this old man. <laughs> and these days, if you go see Bob Dylan, he won't even sing the songs to you. He'll tunelessly chant them at you. It, mm. And so, like, anything goes, baby. Dylan's yeah. up there chanting for all of us. He gets a fucking negative 16% on Suffragette City, and somebody hands him a Grammy. So, like, let's do it, baby. Whatever. I can't say that kind of shit. My father-in-law no. will disown me. Everybody's father will disown you. Uh, I got a quick Yahoo here. This one was sent by it. Adrian. This one sent by Adrian Cowles. It. It's, it's anonymous Yahoo Answers user. I'm going to call Bob Dylan. Asks, and it's going to get gamers in here. Ooh, no finally, crash, that, that demographic we've never gotten before. No Crash Bandicoot game for PS3, PS4, or PS Vita. Why has Sony abandoned their mascot? Well, sometimes when you get something right, right away, you don't have to return to it. Huh. I think I think that that mm. I think they they would probably love to maybe for the last like I don't know 20 years since the last Crucial Bandicoot game they've thought hmm what but what else could we do? We already had him grab the weird mangoes. He had a mask face buddy. They drove some cars, silly. <laughs> he jump on box. He jump he jump on box. He spin through box. He, he jump the, big he, big gap. Throw the apple. Maybe he spent longer. He's Ooh. what? He spin longer. Maybe he spin longer. He jump higher? Oh, he spins longer. Jump higher, spin longer. Okay. More points let's, per spin. Now let's tell let's tell let's bring those jean legs up a little bit further. What do you say? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a little bit of that fuzzy calf on the box. And now maybe if let's you have... don't do anything for a long time, he pulls out an iPhone. That's funny. Maybe a nut is hanging out. Maybe Thank just one, one fuzzy nut. Now that's a Crash Mandicoot right there. <laughs> hey, I here's something I want you guys to think about in, in great detail. Can you do this for me? If Crash Bandicoot's first appearance uh -huh. had been without pants, All right. you wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> but if Crash Bandicoot's Next appearance was without pants. It would be all that you noticed. I mean, isn't that strange? Yes, absolutely. Now, let me inverse that, Justin. If his first okay. appearance had been without pants, and then his second game, he had been wearing pants, would that retroactively weird you out about the first game? It's a very good question. He's not wearing a shirt, so we already know this is one rude dude. Yes. With, 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 with piles of tape. Piles of it. An overload of it, some might say. I can probably walk you through the exact design process of our beloved Man Crash Mandicoot. Okay. And it was that they made this game for PlayStation, 
And PlayStation was like, we love this. And they were like, this is the mascot now. What do you call him? And he didn't have pants. And they were like, we call him Brown Sonic. And they were like, oh, shit, we're going to need to mix this up. What's in right now? Jinko jeans. We're off yes. to the races. Yes. Was there ever a moment where he would use his wallet chain to smash boxes? Uh, no, the wallet chain was always decorative. Ah. And, I, and non-existent, perhaps. Does he have a wallet chain? Ah, man, I can't not pick it. I don't think he did. But it's hard I for see me what to you're saying, picture. though, Travis. When you do try to visualize him in your mind's eye, the wallet chain is there before any. It those those textures pop in before right? anything else. Because I think he's wearing finger. With, I'm not looking at a picture of Crash Bandicoot. I think oh, he's wearing cool. fingerless gloves, Jenko yes. jeans, yes, and a a wallet chain, and Big maybe shoes. some like Converse shoes, Converse shoes, tribal sleeve tats, yeah, and like a weirdly placed ear piercing like not yes. not where anyone would have a piercing. right on the tip everyone draw crash bandicoot <laughs> from memory. <laughs> right now draw crash bandicoot from memory and just tweet them at, at um travis nope travis. Hold travis. On, i got stuff to do tweet. everyone draw 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 crash bandicoot from memory and tweet it at obama please <laughs> no don't <laughs> Justin, this is going to be a thing. Would, this is going to be the thing that, that gets you kicked off Twitter. I think he would appreciate. I think he would appreciate it. I think he's OG gamer. I think he'd be like, "Oh, that's my man, Crash Bandicoot." He's probably someone's drawn him from memory. I bet he's playing Crash Bandicoot right now. If you had, if you were a retired president, wouldn't you play Crash Bandicoot? Probably, probably. And I've just revised it. Tweet it at Travis and Barack Obama. Yeah, but, together. And then, that way, and then that way, you know. They can spend a little bit of time together in a weird Twitter space. Yeah. Finally, uh, we'll have something uh, to talk about at our weekly luncheons. You and I have something to talk about right now, Travis. Oh, what's that? The money's in. Let me tell you about Squarespace. Yes. Please. I love this thing. Squarespace is like a magic button on the internet that you push and a website comes out. There it is. I've got one. It's called buttercupisaverygoodgirl.com and it's a website dedicated to my dog. Now, should I make lilyisaverygoodgirl.com to celebrate my other dog? Yes, I should, but Justin owns it and won't give it to me because he's my older brother. <laughs> But you, That'll be for the series finale. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a very uh, dramatic episode. Now, here's the thing. You can use it to showcase your work, uh, to blog or publish content, to sell products and services of all kind, and more. And here's the best thing. Here's what I love about Squarespace. You don't have to know anything about building websites because they have beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers that are optimized for mobile viewing. It's a new way to buy domains and choose over 200 extensions. You can do that right through Squarespace. And it has built-in search engine optimization and 24-7 award-winning customer support. It's really user-friendly. Build you a website in no time. That's what I always say. So go to squarespace.com slash mybrother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mybrother, all one word, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Stitch fix. Whoa. Yep. I j imagine me busting out of a box. Okay. Hold on. No, wait. I'm in a box and I'm talking to you about Stitch Fix. This is the okay. scene. You don't sound like you're in a box. Personal style is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. Griffin, what get out of the box. Stop. Wait. Hold on. Whatever your style, the expert stylists at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. 
I'm going to bust out of the Stitch Fix box wearing all my new clothes. Oh, no, I'm sitting on the box. I can't. It's getting a little hard to breathe in here, so I'm just going to bust out and tell everybody Stitch Fix. I'm still sitting on it. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothes brands right to your door. Trav, I'm to get. I'm wearing all the clothes at once. It's really hot. To get started, go to stagefix.com slash mybrother. Answer some questions about your preferred style there's and your personal... In. Okay, now there's a snake in here. Answer now, some questions about your preferred style. Now there's a snake style. in here, and I don't think Stitch Fix put the snake in. I don't think they send you snakes. And your personal shopper will ship you a box full of clothes, shoes, and accessories. There's no commitment required, and you only pay for what you keep. Ah, fuck! Shipping exchanges and returns are always free, and the $20 styling fee is applied towards anything you keep from your box. Now, Justin, what can people do to to capitalize on this great offer? So right now, they're going to go to stitchfix.com slash mybrother, and they'll get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash mybrother, stitchfix.com slash mybrother. And I walk out of the closet. The prestige. Oh, you were in the... Wait, you, what? Yeah, I did a teleport. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped inside our drum machine. We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Stop Podcasting Podcasting Yourself here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. (laughs) Stop podcasting yourself (laughs) on Maximum Fun. What is that? I'm getting a little jazzier with it these okay. days. This is uh, Munch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast, kind of winding this one down. This particular bit uh, you is say in that, and then you phase. do it every week. It's well, it's it's still you know it still comes out of retirement from time to time. Um, it's sort of in a pre-retirement phase, then it'll pop back in out of retirement. But um, this is just a good old fashioned press release. And the item is not that strange. And I know it's normally at the, the heart of the Munch Squad, but this press release was just so darn earnest. I, uh, I, I couldn't not share it with y'all. Um, and I also think that if you aren't aware of the brand we're talking about, um, it is possibly the most insane collection of words to ever form a headline. In recorded history, that if you did not know the source of this information, you would be literally unable to parse this information. I'm going to put this in the Skype window without any of the other information. And uh, Griffin, if you could just read it for me, please. Sure, I would love to. <laughs> I, I oh my god, this is like razzle dazzle. Like I'm trying to read it. Yeah, your right your pie launches baked pasta nationwide so my pie uh-huh. has gained sentience and it's blasting baked pasta what? all across this great country congratulations that is one guess. interpretation yeah your pie is a chain that lets you make a pizza pie a uh, very fast and it's a quick service pizza offering that you can get into so but they're now they're getting in the baked pasta game 
build your own pizza brand, your pie has added a big pasta to the menu. It's more than 65 locations nationwide. The new menu features classic pasta offerings like Zia's meatball marinara and cheesy Alfredo, as well as fan favorite items, blah, blah, blah. Quote, this one's from the president, Drew French. As the world's first fast casual pizza franchise, innovation has always been part of the Your Pie DNA. More than 10 years later, we've never stopped challenging ourselves to improve, invent, and evolve. We developed our pasta menu in response to guest and store feedback, and we look forward to seeing how it amplifies the Your Pie experience. <laughs> Huh. Both in stores and within our catering offerings. So I want to dig into one thing that they said is based on guests and store feedback. So basically, this person is in your pizza restaurant and they're eating their their fast casual pie, and they say, "I wish this was spaghetti." <laughs> hey, Hello, one can piece you of get feedback. A manager, can you get a manager for me? Someone high up enough that they could get this feedback back to corporate. But I wish this pizza was spaghetti. Listen, I don't know how to say this to you because it's going to seem like it's coming out of nowhere. Um, I'm enjoying this pizza that I requested all the individual pieces of. But is there a way, is there a universe in which instead of being pizza, it was baked pasta? Then I think it would be perfect. <laughs> I wish you'd let um, me drive a pasta car in the same way that I'm driving this pizza here. We're This is a quote from Pat Landon, who's a franchise owner in Augusta, Georgia. We're excited to offer guests yet another fresh, great-tasting menu option. As one of the first Your Pie groups to begin carrying pasta, we got to see firsthand our guests' excitement at having a new build-your-own experience. Daddy, it! <laughs> Just like I requested, Daddy! It's here, it's here. The Yard Pie is doing pasta now, just like we asked for. You guys want to hear the saddest sentence in the English language? Yes. Yep. My wife and I have had a lot of fun crafting our own custom pasta creations. Oh, goodness. Like spicy buffalo chicken, oh, chicken cordon bleu, <laughs> and veggie extravaganza. Finally, the romance is back. <laughs> We're making love like never before. <laughs> We're making love in pasta. This veg. Hey, K hey, Carol, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> yeah, Dan, that was fucking fun. <laughs> Let's do it two more times. That was so fucking fun when you put the spaghetti sauce on there with all the spaghetti and shit. It was so fucking fun. No one else could have thought of chicken cordon bleu uh, pasta, Dan. You've done it again. Now come over and kiss me, you animal. That fucking veggie bonanza got my dick rock hard. Let's get home to our marital bed. Here's the great thing. They're crafting these custom pasta creations. So this is his name for them. He came up with these names because they're his custom creations. So he ate this and he said, you know what, Carol? I'm going to call this one veggie extravaganza. She said, you fucking animal. Take me right now. That's such a funny fucking name, dude. Is it because of all the vegetables? Yes, Carol, that's right. <laughs> Got me. That's exactly why I called it that. I love you more now than when I met you over a pizza that we made together. <laughs> Only now do I see the true you deep in the pasta. <laughs> so the... 
spicy buffalo chicken, chicken carnival, and veggie trafficking. At Your Pie, it's about everyone getting to enjoy exactly what they want with no need to compromise <laughs> or sacrifice. <laughs> There's no, you'll never need to sacrifice it. We won't or, judge you for any of your dark pasta desires here. All are welcome. Our new pasta offering supports that experience. <laughs> Human flesh. <laughs> Plus, it's perfect for catering. <laughs> How could you do catering? A bulk order that matches everyone's pasta desires. Infinite catering. At your, this is one last quote from French. At your pie, we believe that food can be fresh, fast, delicious, and experiential. Ooh. We want to be the go-to fast casual restaurant where families, friends, colleagues, and groups, who we have to assume are neither friends, family, or <laughs> colleagues, just, just gatherings, random samplings of humans, can gather, dine, and create shareable moments. Where When we began this journey, we offered guests a new way to experience pizza. Great, great. Now we're excited to introduce a new way to experience your pie. You know, traditional oven baked pasta like Italy has never done <laughs> in 60 seconds, like Italy does. <laughs> uh, how about a question? Yes. Earlier tonight, I went to a housewarming party for a friend expecting a fun night of casual conversation, lots of alcohol. And maybe this, that's italicized and underlined and bolded. So this person really lots of Loves alcohol. to party. Loves to party. And maybe a trip to the club. What I did not expect was to be greeted by my friend at the door in a very not throwing a party clothes and informed that the party I spent hours preparing for is actually tomorrow night. To make matters worse, instead of turning around and running away as fast as I could, I spent the next 10 minutes trying to make um, awkward small talk with them after they invited me into their house. Oh. I told them I would go to the party for real tomorrow, but right now that's the last thing I want to do. Brothers, should I go to the party tomorrow night or should I stay at home and try to pretend the whole thing never happened? That's from Party Too Hardy in the PNW. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. I know this is too late, but you just shouldn't have left. Oh. You oh. should have showed up a day early. And when they're like, oh, it's not until tomorrow, I'm like, I know. Yeah, Let's I know. kick it. Let's start I decorating. <laughs> Yeah, let's put up the streamers. Someone needs to hide the unleavened bread. Uh, <laughs> the Afikoman, let's start. You got to find a good spot for I'm imagining it's a Passover rager. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha. This is a shitty, shitty... Being inside the house for 10 minutes is probably the worst nightmare I'm going to have today. That scene. Oh, yeah. That scene's probably the worst You should today. have crossed... Yeah. You crossing the threshold is the worst mistake anyone right. in human history has ever made. It is unfathomable to me that you would cross across that door jam. Unthinkable. Especially since that and everything about this question with without any other detail lets me know that you are not close enough with this friend for it to oh, not it be weird, right? No, like I have friends. Uh, yes, I have friends that if this happened, it would be like, haha, what a funny thing. Yeah, we'll hang out for a while and I'll be back tomorrow. This ain't that. The fact that you got ready, went to their house, like if that were me, I could see that being like, well, check mark. I have I've committed my social time. I went, I went to the, oh no, there is no party tonight. God. What have I done? There is no 
there is no relief in my life greater than dreading about going to the social function I'm going to that evening. And then finally like getting there and being like, okay, it's, it's here. And sometimes it's a lot, most of the time it's fun. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got over the dread of, of that. And I, you know, it was work. It was work amping up the courage to actually attend this event. And then you get there and get told that that was for nothing. I and then you have to do it again tomorrow. I can't, I do not think I could go to the party. I, I Okay, so let's flip this around, right? Let's look at it from the point of view of the party thrower. Do you think they'll come back? Because if it was me and they didn't show up the second time, I think it would be hard for me not to be like, well, yeah, like... They were already here. Like, I get I, it. I think, what's the, li- what's the line? Let me guys ask you this. What is the line that would have gotten you? They open the door. They say the party is tomorrow. What is the lie that you tell in that moment that can get you out of that situation scot-free? Because it ain't, I thought it was today. No, because that's the that's truth. That's not good. <laughs> that's the truth, and that's not a lie. And that's never helped anybody. Right. Well, how about this? Well, I'm all booked up tomorrow, so I thought, why not get it in today? And then just uh, start asking for them to put out some crudite and some snacks and, you know, stay for an hour. And then start calling your friends. Start calling your friends and go, oh, I got to go. And then head out and thank them for a lovely time. Very bad. Griffin. Say you just drove there from the hospital and you needed to know what the shortest route from their house to the hospital is. Because you just like to know, and that this was a dry run practice in case things are bad at the party tomorrow. I feel like that still makes you have to go to the party the next day. Well, you want to go to the you party go the next day because you wanted to go. To the, you want to make it okay for you to go to the party. I don't think that's the problem. I don't think it's about being embarrassed. I think it's about the, as Griffin has alluded, the amount of mental preparedness, the psyching up one has to do to convince yourself okay. to leave the house to go to a thing. But. If we're dealing with the embarrassment, I think maybe you get there and you say, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't allergic to your new house. Possible answer. I have a lot of allergies. Yeah. I'm allergic to the following. Pine. Carpets. Ceiling ceiling fans. Fritos. Ugly curtains. Now, if you want me to come to the party tomorrow, I'm going to need you to tear that down <laughs> rip that up maybe there's hardwood under there you don't know as long as it's not pine maybe there's freedoms question masker are you sure the party's tomorrow Ooh. oh my god are you sure are you really really when you heard about this party did you maybe overhear about this party is that possible oh. are you sure it's tomorrow Here's what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to show up. They're going to say parties tomorrow. You're going to say, oh, okay. 10 minutes later, ding dong, it's you again. You say, it's tomorrow. They're like, no, it's not. They're like, well, who's supposed to know? And then you never have to go back. Oh, that's great. And, or what you could do is you they say, it's tomorrow. And you say, okay. And then you go to their outdoor um, f- fuse box and you shut off the power to their house. And then you turn it back on, uh-huh. and all the clocks are going to be fucked up at that point, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And you come in, and you say, now that. you don't know what time it is. Let me in. I'll beat up all the cheese that you got on your shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here's the, okay, you show up, right? They say, the party's tomorrow night. You say, oh, dang. You go home. 
Then you wait 48 hours and you return to their home. Ah. And they say, the party was last night. And you say, oh, dang. And then you never get invited <laughs> to a party ever again. And you never have to worry about leaving Love your home. That. You could also just say, hey, party's tomorrow. And you say, now, what is tomorrow? <laughs> Who is tomorrow? Can you explain tomorrow to me? And you have to basically be 11. Yeah. From the show, from the hitch, uh, Netflix uh, drama Stranger Things. You could also just say it's five o'clock somewhere. So are you and suggesting walk in. that the the first the in Stranger Things the first time the, the it got dark and then bright again? Eleven was like, what the fuck is? Well, happening? she hadn't been outside. Yeah, Justin, Justin, did you watch? Do you the think she was just show? like, oh, this is probably when the sun goes down and comes back up? So, just when Come I tell you all about all my fan theories, and you were like, said you were really deeply invested, <laughs> was that just bullshit to you, or what's up, man? I thought you cared. I thought you gave a shit about me and all my great Stranger Things fan theories. Because a lot of Griffin's theories have to do with Eleven being afraid of the big burning ball in the sky. Right. (laughs) I didn't listen that closely because Griffin's fan theories conflict with my self-published novella. And so I was worried that that, uh, the two continuities couldn't simultaneously exist. Yes, Your, your novella Strangest Things. Uh, here's a guy Yahoo sent in by Zoe Kinski. Climb that ladder. Thank you, Zoe. It's anonymous. It's no, they are not anonymous. They're uh, AFR Prince 77 asks If Superman is invulnerable, does that go for his private parts too? Hmm. Huh. Well, huh. Is it the, is it the, okay, let's talk about this. I shoot the bullet at Superman because I fucking hate that guy. Yes. Yep. And it bounces off of him. No harm done. Is that because of his skin? Or is it because the muscles underneath are fucking super, super strong? Or is it he's, he's got good, powerful skin? Because that's what we're talking about. Because guess what? His, his genitals does not have a bunch of p- strong pectoral muscles behind him. Or maybe they do. I've never... Mm-hmm. Uh, DC is too chicken shit to show that what it is. Because maybe you. he does have big pectoral muscles behind his wiener. I don't he's know. He's got a big, muscly wiener. Who knows? Who knows? They won't show it. And now here's the thing. What we're really, and I might be getting uh, my verbiage wrong here, but I think it's the difference between invincible and invulnerable. Like he he cannot be, uh, like blood cannot be, his skin cannot be pierced. But I imagine, you know, you see him getting in fights with like uh, the big bad guys with like Doomsday and stuff and he gets hurt and he's like, ow, that hurt. He's not just like, mm. you know, so if you- if Maybe you... Doomsday's only punching him in the genitals in the butthole in right. his open mouth. <laughs> If if Doomsday punches Superman in his super nards, is he like, ow? Does he say ow? Like, maybe it won't kill him, but does yeah. he say ow? He's ow. Punch me a few more times there, my butthole and open mouth, and I'm going to die. Ow, that hurts so much. Listen, not I'm not going to bleed from it, or anything, I won't bruise, but ow. Oh, fuck. I just punched my open eye. That's no good. Yeah, you poke me in the what eyeball. Ow. What is it Jim Croce said? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't punch <laughs> Superman in his exposed butthole. Maybe that's his one weak spot. No one's tried shooting him in the butthole No one's tried shooting his open mouth, I think. Try it, Lex. Give it a, sh- give it a go, Lex. Maybe that's like where Lex Luthor draws the line. He's like, listen, I'm an evil villain, but even I wouldn't shoot someone in the butthole. Oh, Come my on. God. I'm just now thinking about it. Superman teams up with extreme restraints, gets things to plug in all the all the precious holes. Oh, now he's safe. That can be hurt by Doomsday, and now he's he safe. Puts a cage around his dick. Yeah. Some oh, kind of lead-lined cage. 
That's great. So he can't see his own stuff. <laughs> so he can't see his own wiener. I mean, if his, if my wiener had pectoral muscles in and around it, I would be pretty distracted by that dang thing as well. Indeed. I don't know what you expected to get when you pledged an hour of your time to listen to this podcast, but I bet Ways to Kill Superman wasn't on the list. And, talk, and a now lot you of just talk got his that. butthole. <laughs> a lot of talk about Fucking S-Man's bring it on, butthole. man. Batman versus Superman versus Griffin. Dawn of Justice again. Because <laughs> you know Batman's butthole is weak. I mean, it's, all it's of like, Batman yeah. is weak. All of Batman's skin <laughs> is like Superman's inside of his cheeks skin. I'll fuck that guy up. But I bet Batman has made Alfred kick him in the balls a lot of times just to toughen him up. That seems like something crazy Batman would do, right? Of just like, just kick me again, Alfred. I need calluses. Well, that's going to do it for us here (laughs) on My Brother, My Brother, May. I really appreciate you, uh, everything you've done for us. and Lucius, I need extra padding in the butthole. And like more, more padding. People keep going for the butthole, Lucius. More, more. Lucius, I'll tell you when to stop. (laughs) More padding, Lucius. Okay, (laughs) well, this is the end of the podcast. I need six inches of padding (laughs) between the bad guys and my genitals. (laughs) Yeah, I know it looks like I have a big full diapy. I know. (laughs) <laughs> but it's way better than getting shot in the butthole, Lucius. Trust me. But anyway, uh, it's my you know what? Maybe just around me. the whole, th- like maybe just waist down, all six inches of Kevlar. Do you want to buy some merchandise? Well, we have it for you at McElroyMerch.com. You can find all our merchandise. This we got a great job uh, polo hat that you can buy. And uh, the proceeds are going to go to the Northern Manhattan Arts Alliance. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, and there's still some tickets available for our upcoming uh, Washington, D.C. shows, but it's really limited. Uh, so go to McElroy.family and click on tours, and you can get those tickets as well as tickets for everything else. We added another Brooklyn show. We added a Milwaukee show. Uh, yeah, uh, go get tickets. We got a um. We our us and our dad wrote a Marvel comic book called uh, Journey into Mystery. It's technically War of the Realms Journey into Mystery, which is pretty nerdy title now that I think about it. But uh, they just released a trade paperback of it this week. You can get it at Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Um, if you want to read, it. it's a self-contained story. You don't need to know anything else. Uh, and hope you like it. Uh, uh, thanks also, to John. Uh, dad, oh, oh fuck! One, <laughs> dad and I are going to be at New York Comic Con. Uh, we'll be posting uh, schedules and stuff soon. But if you're going to be at New York Comic Con, plan on seeing us. Thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. If you want to know where to find that album, get it and find it and get it. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Great shows there like Beef and Dairy Network and Stop Podcasting Yourself and a whole bunch more at MaximumFun.org. Should we end it? Yes. Heck yeah. Final Yahoo is sent in by several people. Thanks, everyone. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call. I'll still Bob Dylan asks, why can't humans love on the moon? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners regardless of quality or content with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or mm-hmm. a Medi- medication. Medication. First-time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear yeah, from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes nice